Hello and welcome to Unique Rugby Banter, the podcast about rugby. I'm your host Adam, coming to you from Johannesburg, and joining me on that's probably one of the one of the first two man podcasts we've had since the very beginning. It's Ben from Mauritius. How are you, Ben? I'm well in you, Adam. I think I did a two man podcast with Alex not too long ago, actually. Oh, but... is it? It's not ideal on such a big rugby weekend to any of the two of us. Eh? I, I know. I, I don't quite know what uh, happened to Alex or Matt. Um, yeah, the, well, Matt is like fucking midnight there. So I know he's in bed. But yeah, Alex, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully hopefully everything is okay with Alex. Yes, we, we hope he is well. But look, he did he did send us a gift. He sent uh, me the his ratings for the Springbok performance. So... We could hopefully t- turn those into water or wine. So I don't know why I was going, yeah, well, with, going with the whole Jesus reference, but I wanted to say shreds, but then I ended yeah, up there. Um, we we can we can pretend the ratings are Alex. We can kind yeah. of we can try bring them to life using do, using using nothing but the spoken word. Do 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 good Alex impression. No. Uh, no, the only impression I could do is New Zealand accent. That, that's all I have. That's the only. That's the only error in my quiver. <laughs> I, I can do a bit of Sunny Bill, but that's that's kind of it. So. And you, and you do a you do a hate crime level Irish accent as well. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. That's just a that's a very very bad. Oh, yeah, don't 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 ever, don't ever do that again. Right, so uh, I guess we're going to just quickly chat about what we're going to talk about. We have a bit of news, including some Curry Cup and some other World Cup uh, warm-up games happening. England name squad tomorrow. Good news, Ben. Wales are not number one in the world. Thankfully, we avoided that fate. I, I, want, I wanted Wales to be number one in the world because I think it'll make their, their fall from glory all the more satisfying. Mm, mm, that's fair. That's fair. I thought I was doing, doing you a favor, but I forgot that your hatred for Wales and also the Wales online uh, comes from a place of honesty, you know, you really mean it. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it kind of, I, I guess that's sort of the nature of ratings, but it kind of irritates me that someone can take your spot without beating you on the ratings, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, this is rugby, Ben. Yeah, like, like, like I, I know sort of that that's how, that's how it has to work, but... Do, do you remember in your in your junior school? Did you have like a like a tennis ladder? I think they called it. We had it. We had and a chess to like ladder. Pro- yeah, no, a chess, chess ladder. It's the same concept. <laughs> but the only way to kind of get you had to play people in basically you had to play the person in front of you. Yes. Or I think you could challenge. Yeah, like I don't know because it's a bit that New Zealand and Wales. When was the last time they played? Like uh, a while. I'm not actually sure. It wasn't. They, I know New Zealand didn't play Wales this time round, did they? No, I don't think so. Uh, in 2018. Mm. So it's a bit. I oh know it's a bit weird, but yeah. Anyway, that mm. I guess it. I guess it all came to nothing in the end. But, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I guess Ben out of everyone else um, is, is the most disappointed. Uh, we'll be chatting a little bit about news as well, whatever crops up or whatever we can find. Then we're going to dip, dip our toes into the actual rugby championship. Uh, first of all, starting off with Australia's massacring of New Zealand. Uh, it was great. Along with Scott Barrett introducing his shoulder to Michael Hooper's face. A uh, good one, Scott. Apparently he's not a thug, so says people. And then we're going to talk about the boxers' glorious victory. Um, so glorious being a bit of a hyperbole over Argentina. And that's when we'll get stuck into Alex ratings and then just bounce around over that. After that, we'll see if we have a blame game. Uh, a shout-out. I think, who was Alex trying to tap up on Twitter? 
Ben? I don't remember. It sounded like someone actually famous. Oh, as um, oh, I, I had I had banter with oh, was uh, Sean Maloney. Oh, it was you? Oh, of course, oh, you, you get the real slips. Oh, we we had we had some great banter. Um, he he suggested a team of basically a one man fifteen. Mm. So you know, one one player plays every position on the field, oh. and he suggested George Smith would be the best one man fifteen, and I suggested Sergio Parise would be the best one-man 15. My logic being that Sergio Parise has essentially been a one-man 15 for about 10 years playing for mm. Italy because the rest of them are so cuck. So playing against him would be... Playing against 15 Sergio Parise's would actually be the equivalent of, of playing against 225 players, which is quite a lot of players to play against. And, and what did Sean say to that? And, yeah, he liked it. He still thinks George Smith's team will beat them. Uh-huh. But um, the margin was quite heavy, and he also implied the George Smith team would kick a drop goal. I just I called bullshit on straight away, and I said the only way they would my team would or the Parise team would get seven points from a try was through penalty tries from mangling the George Smiths in the scrum. Yeah, and then I and then I kind of just lost interest and stopped replying to him, which in hindsight was quite stupid because I should have tried to get him on the pod. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, we. Um, so any, anyway, um, we we giving him the Adam Thompson shout out. Yes, yeah, actually, up, yeah, yeah. Since there's only two of us, we can rewrite the rules. Um, since there's nobody else to stop us, yeah. pretty much. It's a two man two man committee. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I mean, it's sort of good yeah. news. We'll just do the Adam Thompson shout out uh, to Sean Maloney. Uh, I don't know if he still does like those segments on uh, Fox, which is always which is always good fun. But thank you for chatting to Ben over Twitter. Uh, ben is definitely the best tweeter on the pod. I think that that's clear and obvious. He, he, he gets to speak to the big guns, really. Um, do, 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 do you know what? Do you know? Do you know why? Because I I, I stay on point. I only tweet about rugby. Because hmm. Alex sometimes whips his feet into like political stuff, and I was trying to tell him he should create a separate Twitter for that, hmm. but he was having none of it. No, of course, yeah. and that's why you're you're our best Twitter person, tweeter person. Yeah, I, I know the intern's quite bad. Best uh, Twitter. Yeah, your top Twitter. I thought the intern went back to university. Uh, I thought we got a new intern. I thought the intern like reported directly to you, Adam. You should know if we have a new intern. Uh, um, I'm not the best manager, so I don't. I don't really know. You, you can't. You can't. You can't just lose the fucking intern, Adam. Do we have? Do we have an intern or not? I'm really confused. I, I thought we did. But, you know, um, clearly, clearly, I don't really know what's going on. Look, yeah, I had, we, I, we, we, <laughs> yeah, we'll take this and get back to you, but yeah. it doesn't look like we have an intern. Yeah, sorry, I had a, um, I had, I had a bit of a, a bit of a, a hectic weekend though. So I was at this, I was at this wedding on Friday, had a lack of jaw, but then, you know, I survived the jolly and all that. Get, get to our room, we stayed there in the property, and I ended up twisting my ankle. In, in the room. What? How? I, no, I... My, <laughs> my wife... Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to know what you and your wife were up to then. No, no, she, she put some water next to my bed, but I, and she made some tea. So I was drink, I drank the tea. So I got up with the tea mug because of my drunken haze. I, I clearly, I'd only drinking wine apart from the gin earlier in the day. And I thought, okay, I'm going to put water in my teacup so I could drink water from it. And I stepped on something. I don't know what. And I slipped. Uh, but I just went goof onto the floor. 
and the, the wife woke up, and she's just like, ah, what's, what's going on? And I was like in shock. I was like, ah, ah it's so It's like, ah, ah. You, know, you know that scene from Family Guy where Peter hurts his knee, and then he just goes on for a full two minutes. He's like, ah. Have you seen that scene from Family Guy? Oh, it's, uh, it's an aquatic family guy scene. I think, uh, God, what the fuck's going? Some guy's playing some sort of vuzela and the dogs are going off and, oh God, this country's ridiculous sometimes. Anyway. Sorry, Adam. No, no um, worries. Um, yeah, I, I have seen the family guy scene. So, so your ankle's properly done? Like, uh, no, I just twisted it super bad. So I'm just limping everywhere. Um, and everybody's oh, being, everyone's been very sorry for me, but I told them I was like, no, don't don't feel sorry for me. Uh, I don't deserve it. Because if you do something super dumb like that, that's just uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, oh, I once um, I once um, hurt my. It feels like I know the muscle just below your bum. But I heard that, you know, like a like a punch tub at uni? You know, like the big plastic bars you make punch in? Yeah, yeah. I was going down a hill in one of those somehow. And then I, I hit a wall, like a little wall. And it hit the, like it hit me there. So I was like, you know, whatever, this this hurts now. And I had like, I had like a nice bruise. And it's still swollen to this day. It's still like a, a bump. And it happened like seven years ago. So I have a constant reminder of, uh, you know, my, my, my drunken misdeeds. So yeah, I hope your, I hope your ankle heals better than that. Yeah, I, I think I'll be okay. So, um, yeah, yeah no, it should, it, it should be, should be, should be chilled. Right. Let's, um, let's, let me stop talking tale of woe. You, you've got, um, just batch of things crazily happening in the background. You. Yeah, fucking hell. I don't know what's going on. It's like the fucking, like, I don't know, like some sort of French-based protest. They're just all yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. They're, they're a very passionate lot, the French, aren't they? No, they are. Let, um, me, let, me, let me try retreat a bit further. No, for, for, for better or worse. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm house-sitting for my, uh, my in-laws. Uh, okay, but then, a wonder. Yeah, so... Well, dog, dog sitting, I guess, more. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. Right. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's quickly go on to just some of the results from this week's Curry Cup. Um, it's coming up now. Right. Yeah, the Lions, they lost at home at Ellis Park to the Bulls 26-31. I kind of watched the end of the game. Uh, did you see, did you see what happened at the end of the end of, end of this one? Yo, um, the, fuck, the Bulls number six. Um, it was Dylan Sage. Fuck, I forgot his name. No, it wasn't Dylan Sage. It was some, <clears throat> Some guy from Varsity Cup, and it was his first ever, uh, first ever Curry Cup game. Maybe starting Curry Cup game. I'm not sure, but anyway, he he decided it was a good idea to uh, a shoulder Madosh Tamwe in the head, mm. and obviously with uh, Scott Barrett's precedent set earlier earlier that day, I guess um, he got a red card, and that was at about oof, must have been about 15 minutes. Mm. And then the Bulls, the Bulls managed to hold out. Like the Lions just weren't, like they were just making bad decisions. Like, and the Bulls, like they stuck to their guns. They kicked for poles a lot. Like Manny Libok was good. Yes. And at one point the Lions were actually against 13 men. And I think they only managed to score a try during that, during that time. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good baby. Maybe it's going to represent a bit of resurgence for the Bulls actually. It was a, it was an interesting game. 
Yeah, I, I was actually, well, apart from that, I was referring to uh, Dylan Sage um, when he reached out. I was just trying to think, was it going to, or trying to offload the ball? I might have been Similani. I was trying to offload the ball heading to the line. I was going to um, a green. And Sage ended up kind of knocking the ball on. So he got yellow carded for it. But if the ball had gone to hand, Green, the, key, the tricky part is here, he would have had 20-meter run to the line. There was covered defense, but like quite far away. So if the referee was, would have been super harsh, he would have given a penalty try for that. But then he gave the then he gave the yellow card and the Lions kicked full corner. And then they stuffed it up. I think the biggest problem with the Lions this season, and I think Phil, he's mentioned it a lot, and other, others in the group, that they just don't have any bulk in their, in their, in their pack. They're really... Yeah, but, but I, was, I was actually looking at the the pack weights, and they weren't dis, they weren't crazily different, though. Like, I think the Lions were 8 840, and the Bulls were like 860. Hmm. So that's not, that's not a massive... Um, that's not a massive difference. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Diamani, he plays small as well, if you yeah. know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. he's not... You know, if you you get a guy... Ugh, I don't want to say Quaka. I'm trying to think of... Uh, <laughs> I, I feel I feel he's overused as you an do, analogy. You do Morris Skuman. Yeah, Morris Skuman. He plays... He, <laughs> you know, the poor man's Quaka. Yeah. He, he, plays, he plays quite big, if you know what I mean. Like, yes. he... He he hits hard relative to his size. He still makes quite good runs. He obviously, you know, if it, if it comes down to it, and he sort of loses his feet, obviously he loses out because he's light. Yeah. But uh, but generally he he's all right. But like I, I feel Hachiva plays he plays light if you know what I mean. Like you, like his his first thought isn't to run a man over; it's to run around a man. You know, he doesn't tackle. He doesn't thump people in the tackle. He, uh, you know, he'll like drag them down if you know what I mean. No, it's true. Um, I'd, I'd like. I'd probably think that um, the, uh, probably maybe the, the the New Zealand equivalent of that could be something like Sam Kane, to a certain degree. Sam Kane. Yeah, he doesn't look like the but biggest. Even, even like, so say someone like Ardi Sevilla, who isn't actually massive, he plays big. Like he he makes a, the same impact as a heavier a heavier guy. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do. No, but the, the Bulls do not. Credit to the Bulls. They yeah. played well. Um, they seem to have changed their game plan a bit where they they seem to be trying to give the Speckman and um, Cornell Hendricks more ball, which is which is nice to see. Obviously, it's not as good ball, but I feel if you have someone like Speckman on your team, and even Hendricks, he's very effective at the moment. He had a very good Super Rugby season, no, Adam. Do you remember? Uh, I did. I no. don't know which one of us said that he was having a good season, but being true. Yeah, you you want to you want to try just basically get these guys get their hands on the ball as much as you can, and the Bulls seem to have shifted to that. Yeah, and Libok Libok kicked well as well. So yeah, but, but no, well, good, good, good on the Bulls. I'm not. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not that kind of fan that's gonna, you know, be be spiteful just because we lost and undermine the opposition. Like the Bulls, the Bulls did play really well and they 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 manned up when they needed to, which was impressive. Thanks, thanks for counting me as a Lions fan, Ben. Uh, I very much appreciate. But you said we, and I am a Lions fan. You, you didn't say I supported no, the Bulls. I, I really appreciate that. I'm just, just don't bring it up. Just 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 glide through it. Just. Uh, pre- Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. No, sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. Uh, the Sharks. They they ended up flipping the Free State uh, 27-20 and Western Province. Uh, they hammered the Pumas 45-14. So in terms of the log, 
It's a bit of a shit show. Yes, Griquist, they're first. Played 4-1-3, lost one there on 15. So are the Lions. Uh, I think the Lions' points difference is zero. <laughs> Same as Griquist. Then it's Free State in 12, <laughs> uh, Province in 12, Sharks in 10. The Bulls are on 9. Um, so they've got one more game to go. I'm not quite sure who they're playing. So it's, it's quite tight at, at this stage. I think Griquist might face the Pumas. Oh, no, sorry, I've got the fixtures right here. It's Griquist versus Province on Friday. And then it's the Pumas versus the Free State. Um, so it's, yeah, it's Lions versus Sharks. Okay. Yeah, I think Griquist, they might be in the better position. Oh, no, but they've got the Lions uh, at Tafel Lager Park <laughs> in Kimberley. Good stuff. I like the face call at Tafel Lager Park. Uh, right, some just some other news. I know there's a couple other uh, World World Cup warm-up games. First of all, uh, we've already touched on it. England, they beat Wales 33-19. Um, I, I heard you guys mention that you don't read all the tries and stuff uh, like I do. So I'm going to stop doing that, actually. Oh, no, you, you, you can. It would be quite useful for this game because I, I haven't watched it at all. Oh, so. no, I, neither did I. But I, Okay, okay. So you've got uh, uh, Billy Vipola, um, uh, Kokona Sega, uh, Kyle and Dickey, they all got tries for England. Forward, three penalties, three, three conversions each. And if Wales, it was um, Gareth Davies, North, and uh, Jones, uh, along with conversions for Angskin and Bigar. And then also with, uh, Ireland, they also played a game, and I don't know where the result went. I'm trying to find it. Okay, Italy, I think it was, ooh, 35-13 or something? 29 Maybe 29 2019. Yeah, there was tries from Kyrie Kearney, Conway Murphy, and Marmion, and then with Italy, a try from Mbanda. That's uh, uh, it's a... It's a proud Italian name there. Yeah, but, but certainly Luigi Mbanda. Actually, I don't know what his first name actually uh, is. <laughs> it could be, it could be. Do you know what, Paul? We're being flippant here. I think these games were, like, I think they were extended squads, though, because I saw number, yeah. like, 26 or 27 or something running around for Ireland, so mm. I presume it was, like, a extended bench kind of game, you know, where it's just about... Um, exposing as many people. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the 26 was there for another reason. But, yeah. mm. um, I, I have a question. I mean, these guys are playing like warm-up games compared to the rugby championship games. I know teams are experimenting, and uh, we we got one more game next week with versus Argentina, and then it's better so two in Auckland. Do you think the Southern Hemisphere teams have an advantage over the Northern Hemisphere ones? Just that the, the like there is something a little bit more on the line, so. Oh, cause, because of the, the timing of the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, um, the intensity might be a little different. Yeah, I don't know. It's sort of the two sort of schools of thought because we, we're going to roll into the World Cup pretty much straight from um, straight from rugby championship. Yeah. So we should be able to carry whatever, well, those teams. And then obviously the, the teams currently playing in the – Pacific Nations Cup, they will be able to carry that form, that kind of competitive form into into the World Cup. And yeah, I would say I would say it's a slight advantage. The other argument is though you are more more sort of tired for the World Cup because it's all about you know you want to be you want to be sort of you don't want to be overcooked, but you don't want to be undercooked. You want to kind of hit that happy medium. Mm. And we don't really know, you know, obviously the happy medium will probably be different from almost player to player, not even team to team. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting one to I guess there there haven't been enough World Cups that you can sort of 
figure out what the perfect kind of um, sequence of games to warm up is. But no, it's, it's interesting because do you want to come into the World Cup fresher or do you yes. want to come into the World Cup uh, sort of with with some some games fresh in your mind so, or fresh in your memory? Well, yeah. um, I guess South Africa, since we're playing New Zealand in that first game, it's just a little bit different um, in, to a certain degree. I don't, I, I'm actually not quite sure what the other first fixtures are, but I know that that, that, that fixture in Yokohama, I think... Yeah, I know, I know that that fixture has sort of been touted as the kind of the main fixture of the... It's probably, if you think about it, the way the pools are structured, in, it's probably Italy, England, France is probably going to be the most competitive pool game, more the most, you know, highly hyped pool game, I guess, I think. Um, I was just going to think... Is it Maybe good? Australia, Australia, Wales now, I guess, will be quite significant. Rugby, since Australia have just well, decided they can play rugby. Uh, well, we'll go get, actually get on to that quite soon. Do, do you have a fan on in the background, by the way? No, it's it's raining. Oh, nice. I wish it would rain here. It's dry as hell. That's all I, that's all I could say. No. Um, so I'm just looking at the pictures. France, Argentina, Australia, Fiji. Well, it's going to be quite spicy. Italy, Namibia. That's the headline, really. Uh, okay, no, no, that's pretty much the, the plan fixture for the first one, apart from the opening game in Japan versus Russia, which would, will be a good one. Right, so uh, I guess to keep it on the Rugby World Cup theme, England's World Cup build-up, it's been a bit disrupted. I know the one today. There's apparently a spat between Ben Teo and Mike Brown and a whole bunch of injury withdrawals before the test against Wales today. A RFU spokesperson confirmed there was an altercation during a social event at the, at the squad's heat and humidity training camp in Italy. That meant both of them, <laughs> Taylor and Brown, were dropped from the squad. Um, to, in, uh, in the squad's being named tomorrow. And then despite the RFU's early admission, Eddie Jones bizarrely replied when asked about the incident, no, I'm not able to confirm it. I'm not able to confirm I think I've answered the question. So I want to know, what do they mean by a... Um, an altercation during a social event. <laughs> I, mean, I they, don't know. It, it, so, it sounds like they, they got drunk and pushed each other. Yeah. Or had a fight. Yeah, like it is. It's it's like a boys will be boys sort of thing. And like, like it is always, to me, I'm surprised this kind of stuff doesn't happen more often. Because, you know, these people are rivals, whatever, 40 weeks of the year. Hmm. And then they expect it to come together you know, for the other 12 and, you know, be best buds and kind of unite under the common jersey. And <laughs> so you can sort of, you can sort of see how, um, how shit like that can flare up. True. Um, let's see what else do I have here. Oh, well, we're going to get on to, sorry, we're going to get on to the rugby championship game between Australia and New Zealand shortly, but Scott Barrett, he's facing the sounds of foul play review committee. I think he's hearing about today. This is after the incident where he got sent off uh, for shoulder charging Michael Hooper uh, around a ruck. So we'll, we'll hear about that. We'll, we'll, ta- we'll chat about that soonish. Let's see. No, those are the stats. That's yeah, that's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, a worry though, because if he gets, so they have what get, so they have bloody two. Yeah. They don't play bloody three this year. Huh? No, it's better so two. And then I'm guessing they have one more warm up game. No, I think that's it. Hey? So like a like any sort of, I think he I think to be honest like unless they throw it out he's gonna get at least three weeks. Huh? Hmm. Yeah, I reckon maximum six. And he does. Three. I don't think he has. Um, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think he has a clean record as well. 
No, he doesn't. Uh, uh, okay, you know what? I guess this, this will act as a good segue just, just to move on into the game. Um, also, by the way, I, I liked your segues from last week. Um, they purred like a Rolls Royce engine. That was very nice. Yeah, some were just complete horseshit. <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but yes, yeah. Speaking of complete horseshit. Yes, uh, well, if you ask New Zealand. But Barrett, I remember watching him in the Super Rugby season. He had a good season. But he was certainly prone. I think who drafted him? Andrew. You know, Andrew DB. He had him in his team. I remember as well. That's why I always kept watching him. Because he kept fighting in the log. <laughs> but he kept picking up penalties, doing stupid stuff on the ground, and also got yellow carded a couple of times. So when, when this happened, I wasn't entirely surprised. I didn't see it happen live. But then I since saw the replay. You, you saw the incident itself, correct? Yeah, like it was, it was blatant to me. Yeah, yeah, it was very blatant and just sloppy in my part. I mean, he's, you know, he's trying to stop Hooper... I guess uh, getting over the advantage line or whatever it was, but it's uh, almost a lot like Sunny Bull two years ago, and uh, just uh, ironic the same referee sent sent off these two dudes. Um, I don't know, it just seemed foolish. I I kind of agree with you. It's just like why is your shoulder in that position compared to a separate position where you're not going to put your shoulder into Hooper's head, for example. So no, I, you, you... Hmm? I don't know. You, you you just a red card is such a such a game changer. Like we, we saw this. I don't know. I to fuck Australia were cooking. I don't even know if the red card had that much to do with their win. Mm. But a red card is such a game changer. There's like the risk and reward of something like that is so disproportionate. If if that is kind of what he's thinking, like okay, I'm going to try get away with this and kind of hammer him in the tackle, blah blah blah. Mm. Like there's no. I don't know. Like, like to me, it, it just seems it seems stupid. If nothing else, like. uh, I've just watched the replay of it. There's no, there's no real motivation for it. Hey, like he just goes in shoulder first against the head, so and he absolutely deserved so to get the red. But what I find interesting is people. The I think what the Kiwis need to be a little bit concerned about is that they use this as an excuse to say that they um, they were won if it's dead on the pitch. Australia were actually the better team. For for the yo, well, yo, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, um, even when Scott Barrett got sent off, mm-hmm. I felt Australia were playing the better rugby. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think was the major reason for that? Uh, actually, segue, segue into the segue. <laughs> when we talk, James O'Connor, he said that he's I wasted five years of my career at life. That's what he said afterwards. I'm just trying to find the actual quote. Uh, here we are. This is what oh, James O'Connor said after the game. I made a lot of mistakes when I was younger. I've learned from it now. I guess I have a bit of wisdom on ways you can do it better so that people don't follow what I did and waste five years of their career and their life. It's just been so special to come back and be part of it. There was doubts for sure, but once I, got, I went away, I guess I just realized how much I missed the place. It took me a bit longer than most to actually get the courage and put it out there and find what I wanted and to go for it. So yeah, that's what cocaine does that to you. Um, JOC, but if yeah. you, in all seriousness, no, I, I feel he had a very good game. He helped set up Hodges' try with that mad offload. He's much better than Kirindrani. Yeah, that was. Yeah, well, he, he's so different to Kirindrani, though. It's like, um, I think it de- it depends what you, because I, I would I would argue, say you put O'Connor up against um, Tuilangi or whatever. Yeah. Suddenly, like. Like I, I, I can't see that that matchup working out. Yes. But yeah, yeah, because up against like ALB, it was a good um, 
it was a good um, he was a good foil for LB, I thought. Yeah, he was, and also. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ben. Please continue. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so that that's why, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, obviously, James Okada was. I don't know if he still is, but he is. At at his in his peak, he was one of the most talented, probably the most talented rugby player, of that kind of generation. No, definitely. Even even when he was eighteen, playing for the Force. Uh, I remember. He, yeah, like, like, he, like he was like, like, it was like, like him, Franstein, and Beal were like the real like wunderkinds, weren't they? No, they were. Um, and that's why I've always had a soft spot for him. And that. Do you that, hear this music? Like these people just drive with this music on. <laughs> Does it offend your sensibilities? I don't know. It's Sunday night, mate. Like, uh, it's like they must chill. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, you know who wasn't chill. Um, Jack Goodhue, but he's picked up an injury, uh, which isn't great for. Yeah, or, what, hmm? Was it as he kicked the ball he picked up that injury? <sighs> I'm just seeing. I'm just he's after the midfield combination. Uh, a high. Well, yeah, was after he kicked it. Like, let me just find it. Yeah, because he, he seemed to sort of extend a bit weirdly. But he also got he got absolutely nailed as he kicked the ball. I'm just trying to see what happened. Let's see. It's Reese Hodge. I was just seeing that try. So it was Barrett's. Uh, just seeing that. I'm just trying to think who took him out. It was a Beal. Yeah, oof. Yeah, no, he got kind of nailed a bit by Beal. So maybe it kind of happened then. Uh, as he, as he kicked yeah, him, but... but I, hmm? How much damage can Beal really do to Jack Goodyear? I don't know. Beal had a great game. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I know, but, but that, that hasn't increased his weight by 40 kgs. <laughs> like. Do you think it's the Israel effect? The, the fact that, that he's not in the team of Ireland anymore? that the Aussies are really beginning to realise that, oh my gosh, they actually like each other uh, again, you know. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know if Israel was a was a toxic element in the environment, obviously. We can only assume. With hindsight, he, hindsight, he seems like a bit of a prick. <laughs> yeah. But, just a prick. Just a yeah, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what, um, how, um, what his actual, if he, if he was as sort of as toxic as, it seems now, hmm. but yeah, like like they do seem to be. But we've always said this about Australia; they can always produce a good fifteen. I still think they're a bit suspect on the wings. Yeah, to be honest, like, and um, you know, and their pack. I don't know. Like New Zealand don't have the biggest pack. Like I reckon, like South Africa. Obviously, we, we've already demonstrated we can bully. We bullied them. Yeah. Um, and then like England, Ireland, Wales are all sort of similar kind of. Maybe not the same size, but they're definitely as physical, if not more physical, than South Africa. So they'll struggle against those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like you, you see people saying, like, "Oh, so Australia are going to win the World Cup now, or whatever." Like, I don't know. Like no. they haven't strung together. Because if you think about it, to win the World Cup, you need to you need to win your quarter, win your semi, win the final. Obviously, yeah. can you see Australia at this point stringing together three three consistent performances? Nope. Definitely not, but if they do, I think a key individual, and it's it's a bit weird that they've only really cottoned on to this recently, Simon Karevi. Did you see the, his try that he set up for Nick White? Also, Nick White coming back from overseas, oh. give him some depth. Yeah. Yes, no, fuck, did, yeah. Who did he run over? Um, yes, he just ran over. Barrett. Uh, Karevi just... Yeah. Karevi, like, Barrett, like, crumpled. It was like... 
I was like, you know, when you watch watch those like uh, those like crash tests of like cars running into like solid concrete barriers, like that was Barrett. He like crumpled in steps. It was, it was like his head is like head went into his neck, then his neck went into his shoulders, then his shoulders like got crumpled to the floor. Then it was like, I know, I reckon he's like two inches shorter after that. Yeah, it's just no, you got absolutely oh, that's bad. and I like. It's also quite weird that the shot, the TV shot they have, it's almost like. I don't know. It's like a replay in a computer game, like rugby. Um, was it rugby 09? With Nick White diving in between. Bo eight. Bo eight. Sorry, I got, <laughs> I got a little bit confused. I apologise. And then Nick White diving for the line. It's almost like a video game dive. Uh, it was clearly uh, they played this Perth new Perth Stadium, which is multi-use. That there's cricket and an Aussie um, AFL and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I'm just trying to think from from a New Zealand perspective. Ben Smith, he didn't have a great game again. Uh, Rico, he did get Smith, a try. I, yeah, but I, I don't know. Rico's off the boil. He missed four like, tackles, no. all, apparently. Oh, um, yeah, I didn't particularly notice that. But I don't know. He doesn't. He seems to have, I don't know, been spending too much time with the care or something. Because he seems a bit lazy, like, for lack of a better word. Like, mm. you know, he doesn't. He seemed before he, like, you know, you'd see him often joining the line, like coming in at like first receiver off the line out or kind of popping up between the centers or, you know, like he used to be a lot more present, I felt. Like now he just sort of hangs out on his wing and kind of waits for them to chuck him the ball. Like I don't know if that's if that's a strategy or what. Like, mm, uh, what's interesting is he was actually very good in the first part of Super Rugby and then he had All Blacks rest week and then there was like a bye or something like that. He missed three weeks um, of game time. And after he came back from that, he was nowhere near uh, as on it uh, as he was previously, which I mean, also talks talks to uh, the difficulties of trying to plan rests and that sort of stuff for a player. And maybe it should be a bit more contextual. And apparently, the All Black selectors are saying that it will be, I think, a little bit more contextually judged going forward. But ever since that, he's been quite poor. Um, so that, I mean, that's a major issue for them. And also, I'd, I'm not too sure again about this Barrett Barrett 15, Moanga 10. Experiment to me, it seems a little bit late. I don't know, like to be trying that now. To to me, to me, to me, Barrett's playing well at fifteen, but I I don't feel Moanga stepping up at fly off. No. Or or there's some sort of division. Like I don't know, maybe they don't fully fully trust it. Maybe they're just so used to playing with Barrett that that's the kind of shape they expect, and then Moanga pops up there and they don't like it. Like. Yeah, I don't but, know. Suddenly their backline looks like a mess, to be honest. Like, do you think it's well, because what's, what's their? <laughs> they, they should pick the Crusaders pack so that Moana can play play maybe behind them. Maybe they should just pick the <laughs> just pick the fucking Crusaders. Yeah, um, I, I have a bit of a theory. Um, just guys like I know Kieran Reid, in, in fairness to him, he actually had a very good game. But him, he had, he had a good game. Yeah, he did. Sam Whitelock, um, Owen Franks. Joe Moody, Aaron Smith's okay. Well, Aaron Smith's definitely a bit better than Paranara. Uh, Cole's actually, in fairness to him, will set up a try. But a couple of the, the untouchables uh, amongst the amongst the New Zealand team, they they, I, I feel like they've passed their peak now. So, so even Ben Smith, I don't like yeah, saying like, like like Kieran Smith, Kieran Smith, <laughs> Kieran Reed, Sam Whitelock. Ben Smith, he said, um, but Ben is probably better fifteen. They're not doing themselves. I mean, we've said that before. That he, I'd rather have Smith at 15. No, no, but, 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 but now suddenly, if if you look at it, their backline isn't settled at all. No, it's not. Like, like they, they're like, whatever, six, 
they what five, five weeks from the World Cup? Huh? Yeah. And so, they okay, their first their first choice nine. You say it's Aaron Smith, okay? Yes. Yeah, I'd argue that ten. Um, ten. I think probably should be know. Barrett. It's, I think it should ba- be Barrett. Barrett. It should be Barrett, but they're putting my owner there. Mm. Okay, first choice eleven is Rico. Seriously Tuck. out of form. Yeah, Tuck at the moment. I mean, he's a great player, but uh, first, first choice twelve. They want Crotty, but he's like I don't know, like or Williams. Like I, I, I can't, I can't see Crotty making it through a whole World Cup without getting concussed <laughs> again. Yeah, well, no, like, like he's, he's like, he's walking wounded. Mm. Same, same, same with, same with Sonny Bull, okay? Mm. Good, good use injured now, but also like he's not the, he's not the answer. Ah. Lamapi maybe. I feel actually okay. I know I've been praising ALB because he started alongside Goodhue. Um, I feel good who actually is pretty solid at 13 for all things. But now he's injured, so then you, are you asking uh, Letter Brown to shift? You bring in La Mappy at 12? No, no, but, 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 but I mean, there's no, there's still so many unknowns. Like, mm. it's still, I don't know, like, it's almost like Hansen's waited too late to actually say, okay, this is the team we're committing to this. Like, obviously, injuries to Crotty and Sonny Bull aren't helping mm. him. And I think a lot of people, including me, will say Crotty and Sonny Bull should have been put out to pasture probably last year. I wouldn't but say I, so much about Crotty. Uh, I, know, I, don't, maybe, I don't think he's, he might be carrying concussion. I think Crotty's still... I still think he's probably their best half. But Sonny Bull, I think well, that, that's a good, good point. And then if you look behind... I'm interested to get your opinion on this. The reserve 11 behind Rico, you're dealing with George Bridge. Doesn't even have 10 caps yet. They're 14. Nahola's on the squad anymore. And I feel he was getting some form back Super towards Super Happy. Severis... Doesn't even have five caps out of interest, and then maybe if you end up shifting. Yeah, but, 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 but to me, to me, wings like I don't think anything. The only thing that matters, players playing on the wing, is confidence. You reckon? Eh? Confidence and form. That's all you should. That's all you need to pick on. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly think, if if they if Severis played every game of their World Cup, it would be fine. You don't need a wing with a hundred caps, like. No. Like if a wing's getting a hundred caps is actually fucking weird. Like what what's going on there? To be honest. Mm. And um, no. even if you look at their forward pack, you got a guy like I'm trying. Sorry, forgive me if I get confused. Is I think it's Moody or one was your three? Yeah, M- Moody's one, I think. Yeah, and then you got Frank's at three. Hasn't played a lot of rugby. I think at two, Coles has come back quite nicely. Um, and Cody Taylor was solid in Super Rugby, so at least at two they sorted. But we've already set it at lock. You're looking at White Lock and Tui Pilatu. He's the next cab off the rank. But then who's the reserve? Is it Jackson Hemapo? Or Vive Fita? Maybe Romano? Oh. I think they, they, you need a specialist lock. Like, you can't have one of these, like, half-breeds, like, half-breeds, um, half-hybrids. Um, um, is, that, is that your view of, of uh, uh, players who both play lock and Lucy, that they're half-breeds in your mind? Um, no, 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 it's not uh, not that. Like, I, I, re- I respect the, the skill set that that takes or whatever, but... <laughs> Like I do think there is there's still a place for a specialist lock, and like I think teams that try sneak mm. try sneak a, an extra loose forward and often actually get found out when it actually comes to kind of actually doing work, mm. which you know like the 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 ugly work, which I think your your locks do a lot of, and I think more um maybe let's ungenerously say naive rugby fans. Um, don't, don't actually realize. They think these guys. Oh, do, do we need two tall people? Is that the rules? And you don't realize these are the guys 
getting the ball, to, uh, like protecting the ball, making the tackles that can let other players look pretty. But beyond Deontu Pilatu, there's uh, Retallick, obviously world-class player, bigger, but bigger than Sam Whitelock. Like, Whitelock obviously is world-class. But then the two reserves, Fita Hempo, they're not that bulky number... Sorry, is he number four? They're not that bulky number four lock. Uh, so there's a problem there. Yeah, that... Because the, the, the thing is, um, Fafita and Hemipo are, are white lock replacements. They're not Brody 100%. replacements, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, they're not. Because logically, you would need to replace them with, I guess, Tupelot is fine, or Romano, or, um, well, see, they don't have the same sort of, they don't have great depth at lock. So I reckon that's yeah. going to be an issue. Uh, meanwhile, South Africa mm. were flowing with it. And their loose trio, uh, Reed at eight, he, he probably was best game uh, of the season thus far in the losing cause. Severe at six, Kane at seven. Uh, I, I still think, I know people, it's like, oh, Artie can't play six. I feel unless Squire comes back to, to fill that hole, that's their best loose trio going forward. But then if you look at the next layer below, Shannon Prezal. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I would, I, to be honest, I'll play Prezal there. You reckon? He wasn't that great against South Africa, and he's... I, I would, I would, I wouldn't play Sam Kane. I thought Frizzell was quite good against South Africa, but obviously people didn't see it as as I did. Hmm. But I don't know because you need, like I remember Alex and in the midweek episode. I presume you've listened to it, Adam. Yeah, I, I have. Um, yes. They were talking about like um, desirable qualities or whatever, hmm. and you just want you just want your your blind side now to make a lot of tackles, make a lot of carries. Not necessarily effective carries, but he just needs to be... Like you saw, um, Franco Mostert was actually doing it more than Peter Steff in the Springbok game, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm. You just need someone to constantly just be smashing into them yes. and winning the contact, but not necessarily breaking the line. You know, just just giving you that phase, putting you back on the front foot. I think, I think Frizzell does that. I think Artie can do that in a way, but I don't think... I think Ardy has so many other skills. You don't almost want to waste him doing that, if you know what I mean. Mm. No, um, I do. I just, I, I look below, and then. But the, no, but the thing is, I, I, I would play, I would play Ardy over Sam Kane. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you. Are you could. Not sure? I'm not sorry. I know it took ages to um, answer answer that question, but. Uh, I don't know. I still think I should. Okay, maybe the current results has just proven that they, can't, they shouldn't play together. But I feel like Artie Sevier can be that physical sort of player. But maybe you're right. You do lose a bit, a, a bit out of what Squire. It's almost in a way that that the whole that whole six roles pretty much been built for a guy like uh, Liam Squire, who's hard as nails, does what you said, the Franco Mostad role, as he did against uh, Argentina in that team. Um, Maybe yeah, maybe they're just trying to put the wrongs of Oak in, in a role that was reserved for a player who I know he's playing with a mutual 10 cup, so he might still come back. So um, I guess the major point, without laboring it too much, is uh, all the Blacks have some questions. And you'd... Uh, I yeah, think and, and it, this is not... Do you know, do you know for all we know, they're going to hammer Australian bloody to and yeah, go on to win yeah, the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but... I don't know. It, if, you, if you think about it, like... I would say of the sort of the coaches of the big teams now, Hanson's probably getting probably the most sleepless nights out of all of them because they seem the least settled, which, you know. Mm, no, that's true. 
Um, and just from the Australian side, I thought I'm sorry, I'm trying to pull up their bloody team list. I thought their forward pack were relentless. They just seemed to play with a lot more. Oh, yeah, they were. They were like they were. They were like tenacious, like very. They were like, but but yeah, no, it was a good. Um, it was a good selection actually as well because they selected bigger guys, which I think helped. Hmm. But then also they they made their they made their weight count. Yeah, um, and I just know, I mean, I've actually been a bit critical uh, of him. Uh, where is his name? Here, uh, look on Salakai, uh, Salakai Lotto. Salakai Lotto. Yeah, he was good. Nasirani, I think he's yeah, added no, a whole he... new dimension, uh, particularly him coming at number but, eight. But, but, but I mean, so so if you said, you say Salakai Lotto, Nasirani are both big guys. Yeah, yeah. Then they, then they kind of balance Hooper quite nicely because then, okay, Hooper can can be a bit smaller and more <laughs> I worry subtle. I say that. Hooper had like this huge wallop, this shiner under his eye. I, I, I don't know how Hooper isn't in the Ryan Crotty uh, waiting room here. Because the amount of damage that poor guy takes, he's absolutely fearless. Uh, I will say that about Michael Hooper. That's maybe why why he's captain um, as well. Yeah, no, 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 he is. He, I think he's, I think I know the guys on um, Draft Rugby, they, weirdly, because they're all Waratahs fans, they don't like Michael Hooper. They say, no, <laughs> he's, he's okay. kind of a bit out of it. He, he, <laughs> He doesn't. Yeah, so I think we could agree he's overpaid, yes. like regardless. But like, like he doesn't. I, I think their sort of argument is he isn't actually good enough at one thing. Yes. To to kind of have a because you know he he fit okay he steals the odd ball that's fine he he carries quite well but he's not amazing at it you know he he attends a lot of rucks but he's not super effective at those rucks you know it's like it's like where where does hooper really he's, he's almost like quacker like he you want him on the field but what's he what what does he do like like he's he's nice to have there but he's not essential well and i, I think you made you made an interesting point the fact that they got Marcelo Carlotto who's now P, uh, Peter Steph the Toy Light and then Nasaroni suddenly he's, it's a lot more balanced compared to playing him in Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, suddenly, yeah, suddenly the Illustrio makes a lot more sense. Now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think I think Nasaroni has been a big help. But I, I think as we said let's let's not ne- next week we have a oh, God I forgot his name I've been speaking to him though. the an Australian guy on the pod. So let, let's see let's see what he thinks. Obviously, I think by then they would have played Bledy too, huh? Yeah, no, they would have uh, they would have uh, played in Auckland, um, I think. So yeah, so I, I, th- I think that'll I think that'll shed more light on and the nature of this the nature of this performance. But uh, yeah, do you know good good on Australia if they play like that every game. I think they'll win the World Cup. No, hundred percent, and it's it's also just good for. Uh, good for World Rugby as well, whenever Lord Blasky beaten. And uh, just uh, it's good for Australian rugby. Uh, I think they needed it, and 60,000 people turned out in Perth to watch the game. Uh, so, which is what you know, what, and, and it's you know, it's good for South African rugby as well because a good because we play Australia and New Zealand more than any other team apart from Argentina. Yeah, exactly. So, them a strong, them being strong. Helps us well, so yeah, I'm not. I don't begrudge Australia turning the corner. I hope this is a this is the turning of the corner, not a death rat or the. Mm. Also, also puts in context actually the performance of our parent B team uh, in Joburg uh, to a certain degree of how well they played as well. But Australia perhaps went. Yeah, it, it does. Sort of, it does sort of balance everything because now suddenly 
Argentina don't look like they actually played so badly in those first two games where they sort of did all right against the All Blacks and did all right against Australia. Mm. Like now suddenly you weigh it up, you're like, yeah, is that that's not so bad. Mm. But okay. or you look at it the other way and you suddenly suddenly South Africa's draw against the All Blacks looks pretty cuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah uh, South Africa we uh, draw in Wellington, uh, we should have fucked them up completely. That's uh, that's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah well, uh, well ma- mathematically, like we beat Australia by whatever it was, twenty points. Yeah. So, therefore, we should have beaten New Zealand by forty points. So, yeah. <laughs> obviously, uh, obviously. No, uh, but I, I think I think we I think we've all realised this. X beats X beats Y and Y beats uh, Y beats W. That does not mean X can beat W. Like we've learned this, we've learned this a lot in rugby. Just look look at the Curry Cup. Uh, that that's been an absolute shit yeah. show. The guys been able unable to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, get no, I don't. It's, it's it's very it's very exciting going into the World Cup though. No, it that it's it's all up in the air, and we also have this sort of thing like because obviously. We the Southern Hemisphere teams are only tested against themselves at this stage, yes. and the Northern Hemisphere teams are also only tested within the Northern Hemisphere. So we don't really know who's on what level. Like you know, for example, England beat Wales today, but what does that mean in the context of their form against Australia? Like how how does this how does this balance out? So that that's what's nice about a World Cup as well. Like you don't really know what the form is because there's no because all the games are kind of in isolation no. all the all the build-ups in isolation no exactly i think uh, we all are very much looking forward to, to the start of the world cup even more so now uh, i think after south africa uh, absolutely hammered uh, argentina uh 46 13 sorry did i get that right uh yeah 13 46, 12 maybe no i think it was 13 uh oh. 46 13 I'm just trying to find the stats. Yeah, was it converted try and two penalties, maybe? Uh, hold on, it's coming up now. Nope, I got it right. 46-13. Uh, that's correct. Uh, we had, just from South Africa's side, they tries from Mbanambi, two from Pollard, um, Pimpi and Colby. Uh, Pollard, three conversions, five penalties. He did miss a sort of a, <laughs> miss a sort of a conversion. That was quite funny. Uh, Cordero, he got the first try of the game uh, with Sanchez with a nice little chip over the top. Uh, I, I'm just trying to remember who might have missed that tackle. I think maybe Pimpi, maybe cut a little. No, like people were, people were blaming my Pimpi for that. And God, I just must lay off my Pimpi, actually. No, well, I think second half in particular, he, he very much showed his, showed his value. Um, overall, Ben, what were your thoughts uh, of, of that performance? As Phil noted in the group, bit of a weird game in a certain sense. The scoreline, the scoreline suggests tri-fest and a free-flowing game, but not, not really to a certain degree. No, it wasn't. Like, if you look at like the penalty count and stuff, it was very... Um, yeah, I have it suggested like uh, It suggested like a real arm wrestle. Hmm. But yeah... Um, I think key moment in the game was when South Africa, when Faf de Klerk got sent off for God fucking knows why he was even involved in a mall. Going but for, no, for coming in. Totally dead. Yeah, no, no, stupid. fair enough. Repeated infringement. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone was, I don't think anyone was arguing that. Mm. And that, that was, and we ended up, after that, Argentina did another, they had another line out. We stole the ball of that, and then we held them out for that whole that whole fourteen man thing. I think we actually ended up scoring a try. Yes, 
Yeah, I, I, I think that I think that was a was a turning point in the game because at that point, if they'd scored immediately, then we would have been under serious pressure, mm. and then they we hold them there, and then I think by absorbing that pressure, then after that, the floodgates really open, and we kind of um, we just dicked on them for lack of a better word. No, we we totally dicked on them, and I think you probably say uh, Stephen Jones, you sent that tweet that uh, there's two world class front rows. Playing in Salta, but unfortunately, neither of them uh, play for Argentina, which is a very good point. Uh, I mean, Beast, um, Beast and Tamawera, uh, Bongo Manambi, and um, Trevor Nakani, they were great. First up, pure dominance in the scrum. All right, let's just take them all off. It's Brown France, Malherber, who doesn't go backwards. Stephen Kitts off the fire truck. Sorry, I stole that from Draft Rugby, if you guys are listening. He was great. And Marga Marks who's been quiet, but uh, we all know about his quality. Um, oh, it's, he's, he's, uh, he's been a little quiet. Yeah, it is, it is that. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you're right. He has, I, think he's, I think he's been doing other things. Let's say that. Let's uh, not. I, that, I, I don't think that's an inaccurate statement. But um, it, was such, it was so nice for me to see uh, our scrum. It's absolutely charming. Yeah, that, that, that's such a weapon, though, that, that the reserve well, the reserve, because basically I don't, I don't think they, they're not reserved. You know, I don't no. think the players on the bench see themselves as reserves. They see themselves as, no, we the, we the second half players. We not the reserves. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and then you kind of, yeah, he's the leading tackle maker. Made 15 tackles. Yeah. Uh, as well. No, no, it was really. You know what? Uh, like, like it was, it was brutal. Some of those phases. You know the. The try we scored just before the the end of the first half. Yeah. It was just like yeah, it's, Pollard's try. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we ran over Sanchez. Oh, that was lacquer. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. But the, like, like the build up, it was just. I think it was like Mostert ran and like smashed into people. Then uh, Eben clean, Eben cleaned the ruck and just annihilated like everyone. Then it went, goes to Peter Steff, who makes another just smashing run. Like and I was like, you can't. You can't defend against that. Like it was, it was like a fucking like assault. Like you do that on the street, you go to prison. Like it, it was like they were just overwhelmed. And then Pollard, like eventually Argentina were basically running back, and one of the relatively smaller guys on the field, whatever Pollard is, like six foot two hundred kgs, actually was the one who ended up getting over the line. But yeah, uh, it was it was brutal. And in the build up to the try, I think uh, Faf, I don't know if it was him, but he threw a, a god awful pass to uh, Dalinda, who picked it up off his shoelaces as well. Oh god, that was a great pickup. Yeah. No, it was. And Dalinda had a good game. He did. It was probably one of his better games in a, in a box shirt for for quite some time. So I guess uh, without further ado, let's just have a look at Alex's ratings. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's see because I think we we need to talk about. Chase and Colby playing scrum off. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he, he was fun. He was, he was actually very good uh, as well. So, right. Uh, sure, like... Let's see. We've got... Ooh, he's even written it up. Have, have you seen this Word document uh, that he sent through? No. Okay. Is it, what's it on? Okay, it's, it's on email. I don't know if he's sent it to you, but I'll, I'll read it to you. You know, he is, he is quite the wordsmith. So, uh, Bach ratings! Exclamation mark. After the spectacle in Perth, we saw the All Blacks handed their worst ever losing margin, fact check. Uh, it, it's their tied worst losing, losing margin to the Wallabies, 21 points. Uh, the box had their, fa- their fate squarely within their own hands. Part of me would have preferred them to need a bonus point to win the cup just to see if they'd handle the pressure. Either way, it was an assured performance by a relatively settled squad. True. With just the right... right um, just the right amount of wrinkles... I think the right amount, I guess, of wrinkles to iron up for the World Cup. 
So let me think that we might just stand a chance of not getting complacent. Mm. So not completely unfair. So he to start off, uh, he gave Beast an eight. Do you want me to read read um, his his uh, write up? Read 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 his little readers. Okay, his write up Beast. Uh, he gave an eight. Uh, strangely, we didn't see much of him with ball in hand, but his 110th cap was marked by the kind of scrummaging performance you expect to see uh, from a man 10 years younger. He was in some sort of mood and made 13 tackles in only 45 minutes. The Beast is back. That's true. Um, I must say the Beast has been actually very well managed over, over the course of the season. Um, so he's really, really showing his quality. I think that's fair. I'd give him an 8. Would you yeah. that? Okay, good. Uh, Bongi, an 8. But more active. With a nice rolling more try to show his efforts, his lineups were impeccable, and he missed no tackles. I understand the thinking behind the early replacement for Marks, but I don't like it. Let the boys play. Uh, yeah, so I'm really trying hard to, to disagree with him um, as much as humanly possible. But um, that's okay. I think that's fair. I do, do you think, who's the better scrummager, do you think? Bongi or Marks? I think they're both very good. But I feel like Bongi's no. like, a little bit more of a tighter two compared to Marks. I mean, they're probably just different shades of grey. Uh, I, I think they're probably as... Um, they're probably as much of a match as I would say when it comes to scrumming. It's, you know, it's so hard to tell. Like, oh, that's true. Like, they, they were talking on the the player the player stats episode. Like, you can't... Like, for, for scrum, it's, it's a team effort. Like, you, you don't really know what's going on. But you know what? Neither seems incompetent at scrumming. They both seem to be able to hold their own yeah, very well. Uh, yeah, more more than uh, more than just competent, uh, I think. So then, uh, in your yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark, Marks is very muscular, but Bongi has the world's thick third, second thickest neck out yeah, of any rugby player. Bongi's just a slow. So, yeah, so yeah, I presume they're both good. Uh, yeah, I like the I like the. So what did Alex give him an eight? Yeah, I think it's fair because he was very it was, he was excellent. Um, and then, and yeah, he, yeah, he did, he did, he did primary job, so that's a sixth, and he scored a try, and he made, yeah, you know, he was a bit more industrious, I thought, than his previous game. Mm. Sure. Uh, yeah, All right, and Yakani. And, Yacani, and uh, he, he was, he was up, he was up against Crevy uh, as well. Yeah, I, I feel like Crevy isn't quite the player he used to be. So I don't know. I mean, I still no. think, he, I still think he's, he's very good, but I don't think he's as good as he used to be. And that's just kind of the impression I get uh, watching him. Um, okay, move on to Nikani. 8.5. Contender for Madam Match, as you go. The former scrum, scrum powerhouse notion of Argentina, whopping less than in tight heads. He ended the game incredibly with the second most tackles, uh, 15, despite leaving the field fairly early, but his constant pressure to set piece distinguished him. Mostly he was just running it up, you know, just uh, hammering away at the line. Uh, I think that's fair. Ben, uh, interrupt me if you disagree. Uh, then we can push through this. Uh, at speed. No, no, no. Um, yeah, no, that was. Um, I'm fine with that. Okay. And then Irvin the seven. I love seeing him in full flight, like the good old days. Though I worry that his high stepping technique will get him in trouble soon. He carried one often and made top ten turnover tackles, but some ill discipline crept into his game with two penalties conceded and a turnover given away. Argentina were a bit hard done by for the penalty that led to um, the kick to the corner that led to Mbonambi's try when he jumped into the tackle. He did that a couple of times. I don't know why he's yeah. leaping. I know, I know that you need to get over. Maybe there's a body in the way or something, but it seems a little bit unnecessary. Um, I don't know. There's, there's oh, it's good. maybe, maybe it'll sound a bit. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm off the mark here. But like, you can, if you, if you watch, say, Peter Steff or Franco Mostard run, they run with the expectation they, they're like, okay, listen, 
I'm not, I'm not stepping here. I'm not pulling any tricks. I accept I'm going to get tackled. Maybe I, maybe I, I break out of that tackle, but if I get tackled, you know, I, I accept that that's, you know, that's part of the game. We're going to get the ball back. It's okay. Evan seems to run like, like he's, he's trying to, he's trying too hard to break the tackle almost. He's like forcing it. Yes. Yes. No, it's and, true. Yeah. And, and, to me, that does expose, yo, know, like this funny, like leading with the knee and like his, he, he carries, he's always carried the ball a bit high as well, I think. That is true. But I think maybe in part because he's just such a big man that he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's, 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 mm. No, I, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I do think that he uh, needs to, yeah, I think as, you, as I think you've just said it, just uh, carry, carry it just a little bit lower. Uh, that's all. But I mean, he had a good game. He had a very good game. Uh, Franco Mostat, oh, it was great. Um, I love I love watching him play. I think the Lions are necessarily miss him so much. Uh, it's hard to fault Franco the horse uh, or the tractor uh, as he made the equal most tackles in the game with 16 and the equal most carries with 11. He broke the line twice. I marked him down quite heavily for having missed five tackles and giving away a penalty. But his work rate is second to none. I think that's fair. And he set what, up. What, 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 what did he give him? A seven. Any more? I would, I would, I would, uh, I would have given him higher. Yeah, but, but I think, I think it's almost the, the type of tackle he's been told to make. You know, exactly. that real momentum turner tackle. And sometimes even if you miss that tackle and you just put a shoulder on the guy, the effect is kind of the same. No, exactly. It's, uh, I like so, so I, I, I think. Maybe looking, maybe looking purely at the stats, it looks bad. Mm. But um, I, I don't think it it's as bad as you know. They miss tackles and they miss tackles. Yeah, and like there's the there's the Bowden Barrett on Karevi miss tackle, or there's the Peter Steff destroy shooting up, still nailing the guy with his shoulder but sliding off, and then the guy's basically lost all momentum anyway. So yeah. it's I don't know. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I, I, I would I would put Franco Mostert closer to an eight. I, I agree with you, um, actually. Um, so uh, sorry, Alex. So only one of actually disagreed with you just slightly. Quacher six. It felt a bit like Matera had his number, so to speak. Uh-huh. As Quacher was reduced to feeding off scraps in this game, only carrying the ball five times for no real mileage. His best moment was a pulfer, but was overshadowed by two errors and two missed tackles. Uh, still made 12 tackles, but didn't seem as effective in the collisions. Yeah, it wasn't really quite. No, it wasn't a. It wasn't a. It, it wasn't a quacker game. It was. It was too. It was too physical. It was like, uh, I don't know, bringing bringing like a cat to a dog fight or whatever. Like it wasn't, you know, like he was always going to get blown away. And that's that's kind of like how I'm sure Alex will talk about now, but. Like finishing the game, you know, when we had the, when we basically had four locks on the field. Uh, yeah. That's that's the kind of game it was, where you just wanted like the bulk and the physicality. You wanted Oaks hitting hard, and like Quaker, you know, like no matter how hard you're hitting, if you sort of 30 kgs lighter than the guy you're running into, you you're struggling. Yeah, um, yeah, I actually when I was watching it last night at my mom's house, uh, I just noted, I'm like, dude, this four our pack is actually huge. It's actually such a joke uh, that it's so. Big. I wonder. I wonder what the. I wonder what that. That pack must have been close to a thousand kgs. No, hundred percent. Because Mostert was still on the field. Um, Flo came. No, no, no. Because no, I, I get. I guess. It, so if Dwayne was on that, because think about it. Okay, Mostert was probably the lightest guy in that pack. Eh? After Quacker. 
No, 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 no. But but say 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 when it was when it was the four locks, uh, the the, ro- the row of locks. I'm maybe low. Below is a hundred k's. No, 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 no. But but oh, okay. So say hypothetically, Dwayne was on then. Uh, so what's uh, Dwayne? Dwayne's uh, like one fifteen or whatever. Yeah. I, I want to do the math. I want to. Okay. I'll do the maths on this during the week. But I, I, I reckon that that pack came close to a ton. Well, look, just to answer your question, uh, let's see what Google spits out here, Franco Mustard. Um, his weight is. I think he's one. Hundred twelve. Yeah, so you can probably quarter hundred and ten. Then you got Peter Steff, who Peter Steff did toy. He's hundred and twenty. Then you got Archer Snayman, who I reckon is probably about the same. Uh, he's 117, yeah, pretty much. Irvin, Just to say 120. Yeah. Uh, Irvin, 123, so he's 120. Um, <laughs> Jesus, that's so big. Christ. Even, actually, I just want to see what, what Francois Low. Francois Low. I think, he's, I think he just touches 100. He's 114. Francois Low, fuck off, he's not 114. That's, that's what it says here. Like, oh, what's he fucking made of? Like, lead. Like, there's no way he weighs 114 kg. Uh, he's huge. So, immediately, you, you really got everybody's that sort of size. Uh, and just try, then, in terms of uh, marks, he's... Oh, God damn it, sorry. Uh, he's 110, I think. Yeah, 115. Then you got a guy like um, Alherba, who is... I reckon he's about 120. Yeah, he's 125. <laughs> 145, and then Stephen Kitsoff, he's 120, he's just a beefy, yeah, he's 120Ks, yeah, I reckon he's close to pushing 1,000. So, so, so it, was, it was like a nine, so like, a conser- conservatively, that was a 960kg pack yeah, we got on I'm the doing, field. Like, on average, I'm doing 120 uh, times 8, yeah, you're right, sorry, 100, 100, that is so big. It's actually ridiculous, though. It's like having an Afrikaans, <laughs> it's like having that's an like Afrikaans that's school. Like a- Playing like the local English school, like Saks versus uh, Paul Jim, or something like that. Yeah, it's like no, but that's like a fucking like because the the so the Lions pack in the Curry Cup was eight forty. Okay. Jesus. So 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 that 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 Springbok pack there had hundred and twenty kgs on the Lions pack. Okay. <laughs> That's that's an extra player and not a small player as well. It's no. not like an extra Quacker Smith. That's like an extra fucking Stephen Kitchell. Yeah, like or, or Peter Steff, you know, or Mars. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, like, even then, actually, wait, I want to see yeah. Inyakani. Uh, let's see, Inyakani, he's 118. Then you get Beast. Like, Beast is like, he is a tank, but. Um, oh, no, it's like I don't know. I think he's pretty similar. I think he's pretty around there as well. Uh, he's like 116. And then Bongi, uh, yes, they must really pick on Quacha. Yeah, Bongi, actually, Bongi, it says he's 106, even though he's a pure slab. Uh, and then Quacha. Yeah, but he's, he's only like, he's only like 5 foot 6, Bongi, yeah. actually, no, I like. And Quacha's like 93. No, Quacha's like 93Ks. You know, they just pick on him. You know, a guy anyway weighs 100K, oh, he's no. six foot high, they're picking on but, him. But, 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 but also, it's one of these things, you know, if you pick up the ball in a carry and you have the option to run at Peter Steff the toy or Quacha, who are you choosing? Come on, like yeah, you're running at you're running at the short, the short, the short six foot one guy. So yeah, yeah, you, you're running at the six foot one dwarf <laughs> instead of Peter. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, uh, so 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 we, we got we got sidetracked. Yeah, a um, yeah, sorry. Uh, we, we, I'll try going through this a bit quicker. Uh, Peter Steffi, 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 but Peter Steffi is just so consistent. Jeez, like uh, yeah, but I I think I think Mostert. 
I wouldn't say stole work from him, but him and Peter Steff shared the burden. So maybe Peter Steff wasn't as as apparent as yeah, he I, is when Mostert And Alex, Alex called it similar to Franco with 13 from 7 tackles, a symptom of their role in the rush defense probably. Um, and a ball-busting three clean breaks and 10 carries for 25 minutes, including a tri-assist. Yeah, that was very nice. That offloaded to Colby for the end. Not as clinical as he used to seeing him, but still productive. I hope he gets a rest for um, the game next week. I think he needs it. It'll also, just be good to know who, who our second option is. Oh, are, we, are we playing them again in Argentina next week? No, no, Pretoria. They lost us. Well, that's, a bit of, that's a bit stupid. Like, why don't we just stay there? Why? No. Give the, give the crowd something to chew on. <laughs> Make, make, make no, no, I know, but like it's, it just seems like a waste of money. Like, or did you, like what they're just gonna fly over? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let, me, let me move on. Dwayne, uh, eight point five. Another candidate for man of the match as he kept his disciplinary record clean while dominating the attacking stats with eleven carries for forty meters and seven seven tackles or two turnovers. Extra marks for good captaincy uh, after going down the scoreboard early and managed the ref well. Th- well, I thought, contrary to two weeks ago. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty fair. Um, I'd argue, but just interrupt me. I'm going to keep going until you interrupt me, Ben. Just, uh, because we've still got to go through uh, a few of these. Five. Five. Oof. Uh, not a good odds. He reinforced my belief that we needed to start Reinach this week to see what he could do. The yellow card was a team effort, but he displayed recklessness for most of the game and definitely had it coming with two penalties against him. Got a lot of flack for his kicking, which I thought was actually quite good mostly. Problem more with our chases, perhaps. More than a few glaring errors in the game, and things seem weirdly fine without him. I, I think that sums it up. When he was off the field yeah, uh, with Colby at 14. Yeah, like it was Colby at 9. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, he gave two penalties. His service wasn't great. His kicking was okay. But not one of his better games, uh, I most certainly thought. Uh, that's for sure. Pollard, a 9. My, my man of the I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think... No, he didn't. He didn't spark much either. For. So I, I suspect Yo, no, he needs a break, maybe. Oh, I don't know. He just, he just had a bad game. Yeah. But that's but look. No, fair enough. It's a sign of progress, though. Um, if you had said to to any of us a year and a half ago, if I have to look as a as a bad game, South Africa by five points. out of ten game. Yeah. Do South Africa win? No, no. no. And not even by 30 points. So, uh, yeah, which just goes yeah. to show how the team's moved on in that, in that respect. Uh, Pollard, nine, my man of the match. I'd agree with that. Despite an imperfect performance of the boots, he draws a fair amount of criticism for his lack of creativity and the fact that he's in a passing flower, which is all justified in my mind. That said, we should measure him by the yardstick we're given him. And in Rassi's plan, he is excellent. His two tries were trademark Pollard and on defense. He was more than reliable with 10 from 11. 31 points is name, nothing to sneer at. I think, um, especially when he plays for the Bulls, you don't see a, too much of his, of his carrying ability. But also, he's a serious oak. He, he's a serious ball carrier. He's a big man uh, by himself. He ran over Sanchez for that one other try. His second one when Colby gave a nice little, little pop pass. Ran a great line. Wasn't stopped uh, either. Um, yeah, I thought he was fantastic. I think he's easily... Oh, no. No, no, it, it, it's something we kind of forget about, that he is that he is a unit. Like, Pollard can, if he's one-on-one one on one against, I'm trying to think, pretty much every other international fly-off, you'd, battle, you'd back him to run him over. Yeah, or get over the advantage line. I mean, he's uh, 1.88 meters maybe, tall. Maybe, maybe, maybe not Gareth, Gareth Anscombe. He's quite solid, isn't yeah. he? Uh, Pollard's 1.88 meters tall. 
So, you know, pushing pushing the high sixes. And he's it says 96 here, but maybe this is for simplicity's sake. Round out to 100Ks. Bigger than Sanchez, bigger than Foley, bigger than Leo Lofano, bigger than Barrett, uh, as I said, and Anscombe. Uh, Owen Farrell's pretty dark, uh, in fairness to him. But yeah, he's an absolute unit. Yeah, but uh, but uh, uh, Owen Farrell literally doesn't know how to tackle. No. So it doesn't doesn't matter. Like, you know, he's like... You know, so he's going to, what, shoulder him in the knee? Like, what, is that his plan? <laughs> uh, well, George Ford, he started for England. Um, so maybe Eddie knows, knows the thing or two um, that, that we don't. Yeah, he, probably, he, doesn't probably want, he doesn't want Owen to get a fucking four-match suspension before the World Cup. That's yeah, all. exactly. Um, he's got one game in him, so we'll play him in one of the most crucial ones. Uh, moving on to DDA, 7.5. Another side of performance, as he did what, he says, what it says on the bottle. Runs hard, tackles hard, good skills shown in the run-up to uh, one of Pollard's tries. Yeah, that was the first one we've spoken about already. Uh, when he picked up a very bad pass from, from five to keep the player alive. I also thought his work as a centre at, at the ruck, he was, he was a menace there, getting in the way. Yeah, yeah, he, st- he stole that very that very critical ball. You know what I was talking about earlier when the, with the line-out and we broke that pressure? That was DDA. Yeah. That was DDA at the ruck. I, f- I felt it was actually one of his best games in quite some time. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be angry if Alex bumped that up to an eight. Mm, no, I, I felt he was excellent. Unfortunately, can't really say the same about Am. Um, and Alex said yeah, the game didn't suit him as he struggled to have his usual impact on direct defense with only four of eight tackles. His indirect defense is still valuable, with the usually expansive Pumas forced to play the game in narrow chain and they play in the box strengths. Would like to see him get the ball more. You know, look, he got the ball in a couple of uh, backwards positions when when the back line was going a little bit backwards. Um, I feel he's at his best when he's got a bit of space to to work with or, or creating space for others. He's got very good hands and he's a very good passer, but he's not like a front stain, for, for instance. He's more. Very, yeah. He's more yeah, very. Yeah, but, but space. Space isn't something you get in modern international rugby. Like the uh, only time you get space is off turnover ball. So you can't, like you know, it's all right saying oh he thrives in space or whatever. But I guess everyone space does. <laughs> doesn't exist in international rugby. Yeah, like you know, like you you got to create your own space in some respects. And yeah, yeah, but I, I thought I, I I thought he I thought he was all right. Like I mm. I think four for, I'm surprised he missed so many tackles to be honest. Yeah, but um, again, I think it's it's the way he, it's sort of the nature of that that I don't know what you call it, like sort of the tail flips out kind of defense, um, outside in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the, uh, the umbrella defense. Yeah, that you that you do, um, you in a way you don't necessarily have to make the tackle for the system to work. Yeah. No, as long as you, as long as you stop, because as soon as say a, a player is running with the ball and then the players on his left or right or whatever are running expecting the pass, as soon as he's stopped, those players overrun it. So they effectively you've they out the game now effectively. So it doesn't, as long as you don't get kind of completely either run over or just stepped completely, you've you've effectively done your job in terms of the system. Mm. There'll be someone else coming in scrambling. Uh, behind you, or along yeah. Well, that, that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. it's it's a bit it's a bit nerve it's a bit nerve wracking as a fan. I won't lie. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I think Squid but, but Rugby. But yeah, I, I, 
uh, so just a quick point on that. It's good rugby. You just put it in a nutshell. High risk, high reward. But that's that's the nature of the defence. So, uh, yeah. What, what were you going to say, Ben? No, but, but, but I don't think it's as high risk as it appears at first because of the because of the way the cover defence works. That The cover defence defends with sort of knowledge of the weakness of the system. Yeah. So, it, yeah, so, so if... They know if if a break's happening, it's going to happen in a certain way. So the the cover defense because the cover defense was very effective on um, on Saturday. Yeah, it was. Uh, and and I th- I think that means because because what you don't want is coming across when the when the player has the option to kind of beat you outside, beat you inside. Because of that defense, like if there's a break, it's going to be on the far outside, or it's going to be the player kind of. Um, Who's got inside of the man, but like generally that's that's quite unlikely. So mm. yeah, the system makes cover defensing the cover defensing cover defense more predictable. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. What else do we have here? Oh, um, okay. Well, let's move on to Chisholm Colby, eight point five. One try, one assist, and even a stint scrum off, which would have pleased Nick Mallet to no end. Indeed, he looked comfortable all game, <laughs> and his channel was close to me. I know with nine of eleven tackles made. Not as flashy as previous games, but chased the ball well. And was a live wire for 80 minutes. Um, probably one of... Um, he's now indispensable. Jason Colby in such a short, short space of time. And uh, I, I liked him at nine. Getting around, you know? Last little pass. Uh, yeah, did, did, you, did you see Alex's tweet about this? No, no I missed it. What did he say? Because someone was saying that... Like, so Alex tweeted, he goes... Um, yeah, like, I hate to say this, but it does seem that everyone who's been shouting for Jason Colby at nine might actually have a point. And then, um, and then so, someone commented, they said, yeah, this is, uh, it's, it's particularly impressive because he seemed to manage to play 14 at the same time, like <laughs> while playing nine. Oh, uh, wait. So Alex is, yeah. Three penguins. Yeah, then Alex play. goes, yeah, this, this buys into our theory that Chesed Colby is actually four penguins in a trench coat <laughs> and the penguins just split up for that little face. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, he, yeah uh, he was excellent. I don't think we need to delve into too much. Uh, Valila Larue, six. Open to be told differently, but I couldn't. Oh no, no! Can, can, can I can I can I say one one thing about Jason Colby? Yes. That you know we we talk about players like Quaka and like Michael Hooper, and we you say even Sia, like I oh, know I'm going to live and die on this, but even Sia Kalisi, where they they good to have on the field, but they don't do anything essential. Like, almost everything you get from them is a bonus. You don't get any, you know, basic salary package. Are you, you saying want. that Sir is a luxury player, Ben? Yes, and I'm going to die on this hill. Okay. <laughs> yes, so continue. So, sorry. so, so anyway, yeah, okay, maybe, you, you know, maybe you disagree about Khaleesi, but you, you understand the type of player I, I'm I, I about, do, yes. no, no, I do. Um, yeah. I think Chazen Colby gives you both. Because he is, he's very reliable on defense and stuff. Yeah, he does his job like remarkably well considering his size. Yeah, that's true. He's, um, he's my His defense. And also he's very, very good under the high ball. You know, he does everything you want from a 14. Yeah. Yeah. But then he, he also gives you all of this bonus. Like, you know, where, where he can, you know, you can, who said ugh, one of the commenters, you know, you can step, he can step you in a phone box. He can, he, he's got a hell of a pick up and go. Fuck, he plays eighth man sometimes. This is all bonus, but at the same time, you're also getting what you want from him. Like it's, 
I don't know. Like, I can't believe we, we had let him slip through our fingers for so many years. Because think about it now. What's he? He's 26 now? 27? Something like that? Uh, I actually don't know. He is. Over, but yeah, he's 25. Yeah, but I mean, so we, we've missed out. On, we've probably missed out on five years of this, and that makes yeah. me fucking angry. Yeah, Fred, you can thank the coaching. Um, yeah, no, but, but that, that it's well. it's fucking no, but yeah, it's like the biggest better. Like, or if I have a good a good big guy and a good small guy, I'll always pick the good big guy. Or you don't even look at the good, good the fucking small guy, fucking Heineken Mayer prick. Um, and he's played uh, now 10 games for South Africa so uh, let's try I think uh, you know who his cousin is I don't know if this has been mentioned Wade Funny Coke oh that that, to be honest makes a lot of sense (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I'm actually taller than him Uh, he's 1.72 meters high I'm 1.76 meters high Uh, and he went to Brackenfell High School no wonder he's so hard um, I'm sure that rugby out there is. Uh, it does seem like a. Do, do, you, do you reckon there's, there's, not, there's not grass on that field? Eh? No, no, absolutely none, bro. It's like probably playing in Joburg in winter. It's just the same same field. It's just like rock hard. Or like playing <laughs> playing in Kimberley. Um, oh, I don't know. Funny Kirk was his cousin. Well, that's what Wikipedia says, but uh, uh, he was born in Craftentine, which is just a, a suburb quite far north outside of Cape Town, as was Way Freddie Kirk. He was also born in Craftentine. So uh, it's all lining up. But I guess, yeah, you're right, Ben. It just makes a lot of sense now. You know, it runs in the family. Yeah, it runs. Nice, Adam. Oh, thanks. Uh, that was, uh, yeah. So, so, so <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel this is the time we should appease Ant and say, okay, Cheson Colby is not fast. He just accelerates very well. Mm. Uh, um, he does. Where's my pimpy? Let's skip that. Oh, I did. Uh, okay, I'll just quickly do Vili, and then I'll move on to the Pimpy since I was there. Uh, LaRue, six opens have been told differently, but I couldn't quite see Vili's uh, value in this game. Stats have made a line break and two defenders beaten, but I don't remember seeing anything worth mentioning. Still no major fuck-ups either. I feel like Vili in a game like this is his most valuable asset is his boot. Often he's um, the guy kicking off his left boot. Uh, into, into space and... Uh, God, it is. It, it, his, his boot is underrated. Hmm. Uh, well, no, he wasn't. He, he he had a quiet game, but I I I feel people give Vili a yeah, lot of shit, and he does a lot of the good small things that you don't notice. No, no, like like I I thought he was alright, and um, I think also the only person who actually fully understands Vili is Squidge Rugby. Yes. So we have to wait for Squidge's analysis before we can comment on Vili, because he like watches Vili like with Vili's just fucking around at the back, and then appears where he needs to be and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah so I, I do think almost almost to properly assess Vili LaRue's impact on a game, you have to rewatch the game just watching Vili LaRue. Yeah, exactly. Um, because I think he does he does a lot of stuff, whether good or bad, which you, we don't really pick up on unless you're very focused on it. It's almost like yeah. he's the uh, the Bongi and Benambi of backline player. You know, does a lot of the little things work. Well, yeah, he didn't. He didn't used to be the Bongi and Benambi of backline no. play, but he he used to be the most fucking flashy player ever. But yeah, but now he's just he's chilled out. Mm. Um, and then lastly, just at the starters, um, a pimpy five point five. He did very well in the second half to impose himself uh, on the game once he got the ball. 
and I appreciate he's probably the best attacking wing in the country, but I don't see the synergy with the game plan. Is once again exposed in defense with poor positioning for the Cordero kicking the ledge to the try. Is it the game plan? Is it of eagerness? Either way, we have a compatibility problem that needs to be resolved. Um, yeah, would, let me put it this way. Would you, uh, Ben, have rather have a guy like Sabu Nkosi at 11, who's maybe a little bit better in defense compared to Mbappé? That's the sort of choice we're facing I think now. you lose... I think you lose a bit of... Um, how can I? I think that's a bit of a negative move in a way. You yeah. kind of maybe because someone like Impimpi or Dianti or whatever. It's it's a it's a it's like a it's like a it's like a it's like a double edged sword or something. Sorry, what did you say? I forgot about Dianti. I know he's injured. <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah, but but it is like like you realize okay they bring so much on attack. And even on attack, it's at size their liability because they do the unpredictable, and that's what makes them that's what makes them good on attack. But it also, on the other hand, it means that you can't really smoothly fit them into a into a game plan. You know, like they don't they they not they players like that to me aren't designed for a game plan. Mm. You you put them out there, and like I think you can afford it on the wing. You put them out there, and you're like, listen, you you play what you see in front of you. Yeah. If the problem is now that the defensive system, that wing kind of cutting in becomes very, becomes very important. Mm. For I don't know if I've seen Mpimpi do it very effectively a few times, but I have seen him being found out. I don't know if that is the nature of the system. If that is where the wing is most likely to get found out. If we put in Corsi there, I don't know if it would make a massive difference. Hmm. To me, yeah, in, in Corsi, I feel you lose a bit of strike power, but then you probably gain a more sensible defensive head. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Physical, and a more physical type of player. Um, but I think Alex... He's more probably, physical, yeah. He's probably, he's, probably a bit, he's probably a bit stronger under the high ball as well. Yeah, and, but he's, he's the best attacking wing in the country. Um, the thing about Mpimpi is he... I don't know, he he gets the ball, I'm like, he doesn't look that fast. Even his running style, I think, is quite unique. No, he's got a weird, he's quite bent over, yeah. Yeah, he's got a very interesting, his arms are, like, pumping um, hectically, but then you look around him, and you could just see him just, like, gassing everybody around him. Just, they're being left behind uh, in his wake. As well, it's just, it's so kind of, kind of, kind of like, kind of like Franco Mostert gassed the whole of Argentina for a while. Oh, that was beautiful that run that led to Pilar's second try. Hey, God, I, I, I love it. I love it when a lock starts stretching his legs. Eh? And it's just we'll yeah, so, so it's, <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, no. but my, my, do you know what? My pimpy is still, and I think it's, I think it's really nice that it's, it's stayed in him. He's still quite raw in a way, very, which I think yeah. you need as a wing. Like you just need to, you know, just. You, well, I think uh, I'm just repeating myself now, but you just you got to play what you see in front of you, and you got to do the unpredictable. Like, and I think he still has that. I don't know if that's kind of what you want in a, especially in like games you're expecting to win. Yeah. You almost just want someone who's going to kind of do their job. If you are sort of trying to roll the dice a bit, maybe he's the right kind of player. Hmm. But if you, you know, you just want to lock out a game, you're confident in winning. Maybe it's the wrong kind of player. And the the form South Africa is in at the moment, we should be expecting to win every game. So maybe there isn't a place for him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let me. I'm going to run through very quickly the just the subs. Uh, so as we've been uh, going through this over a bit. Uh, Mark 6.5, solid half, nothing too special. Lions work well. Some has uh, has been fixed. Kits off seven, made an immediate impact in the scrubs with ball in hand, picking up where the beast left off. Probably the most terrifying start pitch combo in any position right now. Uh, yep, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, and, and Kitsoff is everywhere. The fire truck, uh, he's great. Yeah, Hoda? I think Kitsoff is better than Kitsoff is better than a seven. Yeah, I mean, Kitsoff was an eight. I'd, I'd say an eight. Um, yeah, this is uh, beyond his work rate with the ball and his work rate with it. He's everywhere. Um, yeah, I think he stole a ball as well. Like I don't know if he stole one, but he was definitely over a few like spoiling ball big time. Yeah. Uh, Malherba six, no real impact, force of tackles. Desperate to see what Koch can do instead. Malherba doesn't go backwards in scrums. I think we've we've discussed this. That that's why he is there uh, to, to a certain degree. Uh, it's okay. Snayman six. Hardy knows. Yeah, do you know? Do you know what he? Yes, you're gonna say. He does his job, like oh. yeah. But I guess do do your job is this is a six because you know what he doesn't he doesn't miss tackles. I don't know where there are people who say he doesn't venture too far from the rucks, but you know you need people by the rucks to make tackles. Oh, so. Exactly, that's his job. Yeah, that's uh, as you say, yeah. he's just doing his job. He just works here. I just wish he. I just wish he looked more athletic. Yeah, I just. Yeah, but he, he literally, you could see him. Let's say at a spur. Sorry, I got the. I got a. I got. Uh, I'm streaming something at the same time, and uh, they had a spur advert. Uh, he could be just like sitting at spur. Yeah, no. yeah, like he is like the least convincing professional sportsman possibly ever. <laughs> Um, he got a six. Harley knows him really, which is a good thing. We, as we were winning handily by that point. Yeah, Snowman. Um, yeah, I just think he just brings a bit of chaos. He's probably one of the better offloaders in the team too. So I feel if the game's a bit looser, that, that's when you start getting a bit yeah. out of it. I, I don't feel like I, I feel Snowman obviously was on the bench, so they put him on. But he's not. He's not the guy you want to bring on when you have the game sewn up because he's just like like you can't. He's not. He's not a closer. He's a. He makes shit happen. Tight. Uh, agent of chaos. Uh, Flo, uh, Francois Lowe, six point five. Players roll well, disrupting the breakdown for a good turnover, getting pinged shortly thereafter. Still made f- five tackles, so it looks like he has that jersey on lock now. Um, I, one thing I'll say about Lowe is uh, he's impressed me. Um, over, I think over the last six months, uh, there was a point where I think a lot of us thought, is he really contributing? What's he doing? He seems to have found a new lease of life. Uh, which is nice. Yeah, do, do, do you know what he seems to do? It's he seems to make the big play when it matters. Mm. That's uh, that's an experience. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that is that is experience. But he generally, when you need him, when you know your backs against so blah blah blah, Flo will come up with the ball. Mm. Like, and he does it consistently. Like, I don't think it's just random. I think he. Yeah, it is this experience. You're right, Ed. Yeah. Um, well, look, he he was a little a little bit more of a menace at the breakdown than Quacker was. Look, I, I think context it was last 20 minutes, etc. But he was there. Um, he was just an well, yeah, because appa- apparently he weighs 115 kgs, so he's a lot more imposing <laughs> than Quacker. Yeah, like, uh, eating concrete. Sure, you sure you didn't look up Volko low? Uh, no, I'm sure it was Francois. I swear to God. I'm joking. Vol- Volko is probably closer to 135. Volko is also meat. He's like, uh, I wonder what happened to him. Um, anyway, Herschel, Herschel, I think he's two carries, two defenders beaten, a line break in 60 meters. Love to see him on the pitch. When he came on, I said to someone, I was like, yeah, watch this. Uh, Yankees is just going to step everyone and go score a try the length of the field. That's when he made that break. I was just, I was just talking shit. Yo, sure, fuck that. <laughs> Dude, do, do, do you know what that is? Do you know what Hershey, like, like that break? He has no right. You know, he's got fucking 
one and a half caps. Like, what is he doing? But he's like, no, you know what? I, I, I back myself on this. Like, I'm going to make a break on the 22. I was like, good on you, Hirsch. Good on he's, you. He's fast. You know, he, uh, he's like a wing. He's just form. He's pure form. And he he, like yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And you, we got we to gotta ride that high. Like. Yeah, just digging it. I'm uh, absolutely digging it. Uh, Stain, Francois at 7. I've seen enough to convince me that while he'll be able to perform his starting role at Rugby World Cup, if it comes to that. But I think he is hopelessly overhyped by the 2007 Brigade. Yeah, I'm one of those. Simply must start next weekend to clear up any possible questions of fitness and defensive organisation, but head and shoulders above Esterhaz. And I, oh, I think it's a very fair criticism. Um, he also um, created that one opening where Dutoy ended up lobbing the ball to Colby for that one try. Uh, he's just got all the tools in his box. I do have a question. Yeah, yeah, but... Hmm? <laughs> No, I was gonna. I was gonna say if it's if the if the debate is him or Esther Hazen, there, there is there is no debate because Stain is as strong and as physical as Esther Hazen, but then he's got like you know a whole toolbox of tricks or so. But when was the last time we actually saw him kick a fifty meter penalty? Yeah, someone was saying this. Apparently, yeah. he was does it in the warm up and stuff. But I guess if no one's giving away penalties on the halfway line, like what you can't. It's not like he's going to get a conversion and take it back to halfway to prove all you naysayers wrong. Mm. If you, if we don't, if we haven't seen Francois Stein kick a 50 meter penalty in a while, did it really happen? Do you know, that's just, that's just kind of my question. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like everyone just keeps maybe, talking maybe about it's just, Well, no, but the, the thing is, it's it's quite a weird because Pollard can kick a 50 meter penalty. Yeah. So you almost need stayed to kick like a sixty meter penalty just to prove like so. <laughs> Yeah, just to just to, to prove he can still do it. Uh and then lastly, uh, Jesse Creel. Six point five. But it's not I guess, I guess. Hmm? Six point five for Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Uh didn't notice him, no tackles, most areas, blah blah blah. Yeah, he was fine. Um yeah, he was fine. Um yeah, so uh, Ben, I guess I guess the next question looking ahead to next week, who I know you you love selection debates. It's just the most favorite thing. Who cares, Adam? Who cares? Okay, well, just who, who, okay, would you, uh, who would you like to see play next week, just as a hypothetical? Okay, well, um, we have to have a look at Reiner. Yeah, hundred percent. We we have to have a proper look at Marcel Kutsia. Yeah. Um, I I hope I hope Alstat is back in France. But if he's not, he's got to play, in my opinion. Mm. Say, say, same logic for uh, Vincent Koch. Mm-hmm. True. Um, I, I want to see, I want to see Mostert rested. I want to see Peter Steff rested. Do you think? Uh, I would give uh, Khaleesi. He he played. Despite uh, me for interrupting you, he played Curry Cup rugby uh, this weekend. You reckon we bring him back in the squad, give him 40 minutes off the bench, something like that? That's not a bad idea, yeah. Pop, pop him on, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would, uh, then I would like to see uh, Archia start with Eben. Mm. I, I think uh, Itzabeth is a bit... I still think he, you know, he didn't have much of a Super Rugby season, so I do think any exposure is good. Um, front row-wise, I would give Marks a rest. Then I would call up the cheetahs hooker Joseph Dweber because I really like him. He's um, good though, as well. Just a... <laughs> you know, fuck, fuck, I love him, man. His hair and it's got massive arms and his jersey's like four sizes too small. Like he's so cool. No, then uh, I guess you got. I guess Scott Brist is in the squad. Huh? 
Uh, I'm I'm not sure, but uh, he maybe he'll be in the mix uh, as well. Yo, I I would I would give Bongi um uh, as close to say seventy odd minutes and then finish off with Scott Brett. Mm. Then um, we said Koche. Yeah. So yeah, the the front row I'm I'm happy with the rotation. Um, start Elton, maybe. Yeah, I'll start Elton. Um, I'd also like to see. Oh, do you, do you want mm-hmm. I would start Elton and play Pollard at twelve. Yeah. I guess just, it, this is just to see that. Hmm. To see to see that combination. Obviously, Reinach at scrum half. Um, Creel, um, I don't mind. Maybe Frostain. I, I, I want to. I, I, know, I prefer to see Frostain. He's at twelve. Yeah. yeah. And then you're pretty cool. Things, but maybe, maybe, but maybe you want to see Frostain at fifteen because presumably he's the the back of fifteen. He's the yeah. He's the back of fifteen. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, and then then maybe see. Check out Corsi at eleven, see if that if that works better within the system. To be honest, I don't think it will. I think the I think it is a weakness of the system, and I think regardless of who you put there, they're gonna end up being exposed now and then. But yeah, yeah, they maybe Galant. We just get another run um, at fifteen now. Oh, and main thing for me is that Peter Steve's a toy uh, that he gets a rest. I think that's uh, yeah. key. Yeah. Okay. Um... All right, Bill. I mean, I don't think it's too much. Is there any any other business? We still got to hand out the blame game awards, so we'll do. Oh, that. we got to do got to do Super Brew as well. Oh, uh, for um, for Curry Cup. Yeah, and oh, is it Argentina again next week? Yeah, I mean, I think. And Lady Lady Two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Two. I reckon New Zealand will win because they'll just be angry. They got something to prove. I oh, know they got fuck all locks though. Like <laughs> what? What's it there? Yeah, uh, do, you, do you know? Do you know what Australia could do? They could be dicks and send like a blatant B team to New Zealand. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then just be like, be like, oh well, sorry, we we beat you now. We want to rest our proper players because you're not you're not worth our time. <laughs> the, the, I, I think that'd be great actually. Just to send them a giant, just a giant fuck you. Because also, <laughs> apparently, after Hansen called uh, Chaker Mickey Mouse, he's been then backpedaling all week, and now now that they got absolutely pumped, uh, he's been backtracking. So you didn't say that it was a uh, banter, etc., etc. So he's just been called out for being a dick. As we've learned, um, right. Hansen shouldn't really speak speak publicly about about things, you know, apart from rugby. Oh, Hansen's a, Hansen's an idiot, like. Like, I, I I really think he's he's taken New Zealand to a situation where six months ago they had this World Cup in the bag. Yeah. Fucking two months ago they had this World Cup in the bag, and he somehow, you know, he's he's taken gold and spun it into shit. Well, yeah. Not shit. Yeah, the whole bad Moanga thing. Uh, but led to experiments. I mean, I, I get the necessity of having a plan B, but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch. Maybe they'll start slowly. Um, we'll see what happens. So, um, so what, well, what, you want to call that game? Yeah, but, but, but they, but they, they got to give guys a run as well because they got to give, like, say, like Geordie a run. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Like, I was like, Bridge, Lamatri, Frizzell. 
Squire, if they want to think about that. They probably they need to give Severis a bit more time. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, no, was he was he released back? Or maybe yeah, whatever. Was. Like, like yeah, but like he's in New Zealand now, and they're playing in New Zealand. So. Yeah, exactly. So like, like cool. he he's got to like he's got to still blood a few oaks. Like I don't know. Like his timing seems to be off. Like. Yeah, hmm. if they lose if they lose against us in Yokohama. Their World Cup gets a lot harder. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, the team that he names next week. But then, what's the result? What do you think the result will be in Auckland? God, I don't know. I think New Zealand will win. Yeah, I reckon by about. I, like I don't 10. think. Ten. Yeah, I'll say by like ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like like because I. Yeah, I think Australia should send their their good team again. No, I reckon, uh, but, uh, and they can get the Bledisloe. That's a real humiliation because they haven't won the Bledisloe since two thousand three. So I I really I really don't like this. If it's a draw, it stays with the winner thing. I think it should be the other way around. I think if it's drawn, it should it should change hands because it would create more sort of pressure then. I think it should just be drawn. Nobody should hold it. Like to... yeah. No. Well, well, the the. I think the one between South Africa and Argentina, I think it's called the Puma Cup. That can be drawn. <laughs> yeah. So that that can be shared, but then the Nelson Mandela Cup, I think it's between... That's basically, a, the one between us and New Zealand and us and Australia can't be... that. that is, that's retained if whoever won it the previous year. Hmm. Um, just a very quick aside... Um, uh, Jiva, I know he doesn't play hard, but uh, he does play hard in life. He's apparently donated fifty thousand rand towards fighting abuse against women and children. He was he was announced as the winner of the Fans Choice category at the 2018 Bright Rock Players Choice Awards and received fifty thousand rand from my players, uh, the Rugby Players organi- Organization, to donate to a charitable organization of his choice. Uh, so it's not of his own money; he was given fifty grand to donate to someone else. But, uh, but either way, that's nice. Uh, so it's, it's, no, it's not it is it is something that um, I do think sport is a is obviously a platform for for doing good, and it is something I think there there is an image associated with rugby like it's a it's a violent sport it's an aggressive sport it's blah 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 and obviously in um, in life the the victims of violence and aggression are often women and children because you know they are. But physically, they're not as strong. So it's it's a nice. I think it's a nice charity for a uh, for a rugby player to associate themselves with this. Mm. So that. Huh? And he hands out crisp high fives to uh, referees. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. <laughs> it was Chris. Um, <laughs> but Paper got his hand down so quickly there. Did you see? Like, it was yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah, he tried. Um, okay. Well, speaking, I guess. Uh, I mean, that's that happened in the Curry Cup game. So this is look at the upcoming games. This week, Friday, we've got Greek West versus Western Province um, in Kimberley. Uh, I'd probably back Province. It seems like they're finding their, finding yeah, their Prov- form. Province seems to have hit a bit of a vein of form, unless uh, uh, the box your Khaleesi. Um, yeah, no, um, I don't know. The Greek was have a hell of a back line, apparently. Um, I'm just going to back Province. Just, I think we'll just have a little bit too much okay. quality. Like having a guys like Lades around um, and a couple of others. Um, Brian Null is maybe stepping up a bit again. I'd back them. Uh, but you, would you who, who would you pick? No, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with you picking Province. I was, I was, I'm again eyeing, so. Mm. 
Uh, Pumas versus the Free State in, in Nelspreit at the Mobile Stadium. Uh, I think the Cheetahs. Yeah. Like, the Cheetahs weren't bad against the Sharks as well. Like, I don't think. No, the Sharks just uh, stole the win. But now, oh, Sunday game, 2 o'clock uh, at MRC Alarm Park. That's nice. Lions versus Sharks. Um, oh my god, why why are they doing this? How's Swayce gonna Swayce is gonna have a breakdown again? Are they just fucking with the guy like You gotta have a Sunday game against the Lions. But no, but they, it leaves them time to go to church in the morning. It's only a two. It doesn't matter, you can't work on the Sabbath. <laughs> um I'll back the Sharks, not because of any religious fervor. I just think they have probably probably a slightly better pack. Uh, than the Lions, uh, along with Kerwin Bosch yeah, yeah. Um, as well. I think Kerwin Bosch is injured. Oh, is it? He didn't look good. He was like limping around the whole of... Um, okay. And the Kerwin Bosch plays whatever his name is. Um, what's his name? Oh, I'll forget his name. Whatever. Mm. But yeah, he's not great. I'll, I'll back the Sharks either way. Um, to do the business. The Lions have been very con- inconsistent, but uh, knowing them, they'll probably win by one point. So, uh, as, yeah. as, as they've been doing. Seems likely. Mm. Uh, lastly, just a blame game. Anybody want to blame this week? Uh, on, are we, sorry, are we South Africa, Argentina? Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm going to back South Africa to win. I reckon we'll win by about yeah. 15. By 15. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon a smaller margin, because but theoretically they should also be making changes to their team. So mm, yeah, I, I just feel I, I feel good. I mean, we'll chat more about this uh, when, when we do the, the more previews and uh, yeah. more, more chat about the rugby World Cup conversation when we talk about more South Africa's opponents. Um, but it's looking good. It's looking good. Um, yeah, we're a bit of a sailed squad, so I'm sure everybody's taking up notice. Uh, blame game. I'm going to give it to Steve Hansen. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier, Ben. When you said three months ago, six months ago, you're backing easily New Zealand to be the favourite, but somehow he's turned cold to shit. Sonny's asked, he's asked questions where, where none needed to be asked. Uh, the whole Baron Wanger thing, locks. And it, 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 it hasn't been, it hasn't been like a, like a massive, like, run of injuries or whatever that have forced his hand in this. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, just been him too. Like, it's, 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 bro, Brody got injured, that's all. It all fell apart after Brady got injured. And then crossed you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, so actually, Australia have to thank Archeus Neyman. Yeah. Uh, Is he the true, is he the the Australian of the year, Adam? Uh, I would say so. I reckon if he walked into a bar in Wallaroo or wherever, uh, he he could look Australian. Wallaroo on their brew. Yeah. Get, get, uh, get some, some he does look if you, if you put one of those hats with corks around his head he looks very Australian actually no he could be uh, just starts uh, works on a sheep station you know uh, doing doing all that stuff out in rural Australia I reckon he could fit in totally uh, no I, I reckon <laughs> should, should, should we start like, did, you, did you see New Zealand vote I know he does have New Zealand um, but they were trying to make Ben Stokes New Zealand of the year oh really <laughs> yeah no, but he is. He was born in Christchurch. Yeah. But I, I think we should we should start a similar campaign to make Archie's name an Australian of the year for helping Australia beat New Zealand. Yeah, uh, yeah bro. I, I, I think he'll class up the joint in his, in his own way. Um, I, I don't know what music he listens to, but he, he he's he's certainly an Oak to have at a party, just judging by, by how he plays his rugby. 
you know. And uh, you'd be, you, you would be a great, you'd be a great mate to have in a nightclub because you could always see where your group of friends were. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, no, and no one would mess with you. Uh, absolutely no. Yeah. One. You could like just reach over like into a fight to just extract you and nestle you to safety. <laughs> yeah, just like Koyo is like we need a, we need an extraction. You just see his hand come out of nowhere. Yeah, like he's like they call him the chopper. Why? It's <laughs> <laughs> like plucks you out of there. Uh, <clears throat> right. Uh, yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up for for this episode of Elite Rugby Banter. Uh, somehow we survived, Ben. Just just you and I. Somehow, and Matt, yeah, just, Matt unfortunately just, is sleeping. I, I feel I feel the banter wasn't as banter-like as no. it normally is. No, but it's more it's flowing more, and more analytical. You know, the, the dynamic, oh. the dynamic, uh, the dynamics are dynamic. Clearly, um, we're, we're just doing, we're just we're chasing, we're just playing what we see in front of us. I was gonna say we just did a France Malherbe, we just did our job. You know, so <laughs> no, it, it wasn't it wasn't like a high risk, high reward CNBC <laughs> no, type performance. No, because he's a luxury player, but it was just a just a just a France Malherbe, you know, like you're you, you glad he's on the field. Um, and he yeah. never goes backwards in the scrubs. <laughs> That's we go backwards in the script. Yeah. I don't know how we could hypothetically go. I'm sure we go backwards every week. We, we, we take the world's rugby knowledge backwards every week. No, I mean, and, um, and, and message early. He's like, oh, guys, I haven't watched the rugby. I haven't done this. Uh, I'm barely breathing. I think he did some uh, extreme thing. I don't know. And I was like, bro, perfect. That's just... That's... And, 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 like, and lives an intense life. Like, you know, he's either solving maths problems or, like, running marathons with a canoe strapped to him. <laughs> So you're gonna say one final thing, Ben, before uh, we log off? Yeah, just next week, if anyone's still listening, if you are, I'm very surprised. Um, we're gonna do previews. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, World Cup previews. Yes, we we probably gonna. I think we're having a guest on her. Yeah, I think Bazi dude. I actually don't know his name. Yeah, I know his name and. I have forgotten his name. God, I'm so I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you if you are listening. I hope you are listening to pick up the Mitch Evans nice, to pick up to pick up the the vibe of the podcast. But I think yeah, I think Mitch will would do a good job. He seems to be preparing well, so we we excited to hear his um, his take on things. I think he. I think you'll be buoyed, hopefully after after claiming the claiming the Bledisloe Cup. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah totally. Uh, I think so. And then I, I can also say we're going to be previewing Georgia uh, next week. Matt's doing that. Alex is going to be doing Namibia. Uh, Wales. Nobody's done Wales yet. Um, I know we were saying you should do it, Ben. Do you want to do Wales or should I? <laughs> I thought I thought we're just gonna I thought we're just gonna play um, forty seconds of church songs and then call it a day. Uh, yeah, that was Matt's idea. Yeah. Yeah, Wales, Wales to we, be confirmed. Actually, we're actually discussing how little we know about Wales for the team that was ranked number one in the world briefly. Like, we don't actually know that much about them. So, yeah. So, yeah um, what one of one of me one of me and Adam will do yeah, Wales. Wales. We, we, we'll figure yeah. it out. Um, all right, that's that's gonna wrap it up for for this episode of Elite Rugby Banter. Ben, thank you, thank you for keeping your company. So not really thank you, really, but uh, th- thanks. I hope you have not a good sure. Imagine I did come and you have to do this by yourself. God, that'd be the worst part ever. Jesus, people hearing me drone on for for nearly two hours. Uh, but, but people do podcasts by themselves, huh? 
Yeah, but that's like if they're doing a like a historical podcast and they're reading a written script, which takes a lot of effort. And our our prep very much varies from bare minimum to nothing to um, above bare minimum. So uh, well, yeah. sometimes sometimes we have an order, but that's that's obviously. I'm not going to say it's what the people, because the people implies more than our listener base, but it's obviously what our, what our listeners have have bought into. They've accepted this is a this is a low preparation podcast. That's true. And um, yeah, so and to quote Ron Swanson from uh, Boxy Recreation, if you're going to half-ass something, you need to really full-ass the half-assing. I think I might have just done him some uh, some uh, injustice there. Okay, let's start versus us off. If you have been listening, you can check us out on social media. I, th- I think I think the actual the actual quote is don't half ask two things, rather full ask one thing. Uh, thank you, Ben. Thank you, thank you for correcting me. <clears throat> See, I can't even I can't even full ask a half ass quote. Yeah, you, you, you half ask you half ask quoting about half asking it. Okay. On that note, thank you very much for listening. Okay, bang game, bang game. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we'll catch you next week the moment's past uh, cheers okay, we'll see you next week. <laughs> it's fine it's just close the door's closed the door's closed